Hello and welcome to Potluck, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I'm your host and weed sommelier. I review weed products, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with cannabis. I've been a consumer for 10 years and I'm located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by the one, I could say the only, but I do have a twin, uh, Liz Lane. I am interviewing myself in the manner that I do not have a guest for this week. If you feel like you could help me in this issue uh, by letting me interview you on the show and talk about, you know, the things we talk about here at Potlucky, a weed sommelier podcast industries, uh, and I, I would love more people to talk to, even if you think I wouldn't be interested in hearing what you have to say. You know, you've listened to the show before. You hear, you know, everyone. Or at least I, I try to. Uh, moving along, the product for this week is, I'm going to say, a little grubby. Um, this is definitely possum living. I'm not sure if people are familiar with the book Possum Living by Dolly Freed. You can kind of glean what it's about by the name. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with slops. I enjoy scraps. I like the idea of sausage. This reclaim, I don't even know how long it's been in my, uh, what do you call it, my Bunsen Beaker style dab rig. I noticed previously that it was quite gooey. Um, and this is really living off the land, in my opinion. You know, I do not know how to do dabs very well, because most of it seems to end up uh, past the chamber. So this week's weed product is uh, Reclaim. Um, this puts the icky in icky sticky. Um, not particularly appetizing. It has kind of a cola brown or like a burnt caramel type of color and texture. Uh, it tended to be stringy. Um, I ended up utilizing a lobster meat picker in order to scoop around corners. Um, this was this was a lot like, you know, getting the meat out of lobster legs. You know, some people don't think it's worth it, but, you know, if you're feeling lobster and you've already eaten the claws and the knuckle, like, you know, it would go down the sink or in the trash otherwise. Um, so I'm not encouraging anyone to do this if you have other things you can do, but this is a good bottom of the barrel getting to the basement type situation here. I can only describe the smell and taste as it, it gradually progressed the more and more I concentrated these dabs. I started out tasting kind of a lemony note that quickly dissolved into what I can only describe as a preschool art teacher's crayon box that once held a lemon. It had... I wouldn't buy this if this was in stores. However, it's homemade, plays by different rules. In the same manner as a preschool art teacher, I will leave you with this. Just a dabble, do ya? I don't know if it's extra concentrated or if, you know, your tolerance goes up because you're a little desperate. But, you know, take it as it goes. Uh, try not to be a, a fog machine, a cloud maker. Um, good luck, is all I can say if you try to do this. Uh, moving on to the munchy moment of the week. I am particularly vibing on edamame. It is 
almost for sure at any kind of Asian style restaurant, um, you know, on the menu, or at least most of them that I go to. Uh, edamame is great. Uh, it is green and it is in my belly. I did not realize initially when I was eating out with some friends that my, my friend Rhiannon had popped them out with her lips, which, and teeth, you know, which most people do. I thought people were just squeezing them out and picking them like, like I had been. And then there was this whole bowl full of empty shells. And for those that don't know on edamame, there's like a green little sleeping bag and two horrible, awful pieces of cellulose, I believe, that are tiny razor blades um, that you could probably cut through a piece of paper with if you were determined and angry from stabbing yourself in the mouth. Uh, you can peel those off, you know, take the, the gentleman out of his jacket. But, you know, that's extra work. That's crab legs. That, not, sorry, not crab legs. That's lobster legs, my man. I'm also going to submit lobster legs as this week's weed word. I've already used it in a sentence, um, you know, but this is, this is describing something, like calling something hot dog soup. I think that'll be a co-weed word. Um, you know, if you're talking about not necessarily the finest dining or just scrounging in general for something that, you know, you could eat, uh, you know, when you're, when you boil hot dogs and you dump the water down the sink, are you not tempted to take a little sip, you know, to try the, try the hot dog water? Um, so, you know, hot dog soup, when you're, when you're down on your money, you can, uh, put a hot dog into water and, uh, you drink the, drink the broth, I suppose. Um, how different is that from any, you know, like a chicken and whatnot? Um, so yeah, hot dog water and lobster legs, uh, willing to go the extra distance to not have to go out and buy something and try to live off the land, also known as your house. It would be at this point that I would introduce the smoke break and then afterward continue on with the rest of the episode. However, uh, the rest of the episode will be me reading an article I wrote about the just mountain of plastic dub tubes, dab pucks, and kind of film con container style, like, you know, weed containers. And I'm sure there are others that feel guilty about throwing away something that is still useful and is still continuing to serve its purpose, but you won't no longer have need of it. Uh, and why we should have a deposit type system. This is in hopes that maybe one day we'll have a deposit system, much in the manner of the bottle deposit. Uh, if we could do that with cigarettes, that would be a dream come true. Uh, but are you ready to do some weed? My name is Liz Lane and I suffer from a chronic illness. I spend most of my time focusing on taking care of myself in pain management. However, there are certain things I just can't do for myself that make a huge difference when it comes to my quality of life. I've been working with my massage therapist, Kayla, at Ascension Massage since she was a student. Kayla and I have developed a trust that allows me to relax and her to accomplish body work that leaves me feeling like my pain no longer consumes me constantly. Massage therapy has given me part of my life back that I thought was gone for good. Kayla and her mother, Carrie, are accepting clients seven days a week in Kennebunk. Reach out to them at ascensionmassagemain.com and they'll be in touch. Hey, 
I ask a lot of questions, and let me front you another. Are you on the level? Level mushrooms are a vegan and gluten-free way to lift your spirits by using psilocybin to combat mental, physical, and spiritual weariness. Using strains like Stormtrooper, cultivated by professionals in Southern Maine. I am ride or die for this company. I love Level for chronic pain relief and emotional enlightenment. They have gummies, chocolate bars, and capsules to personalize your experience and level up at your leisure. From micro to moderate to magnum, raspberry to mint to coffee, Level can get you there. How will you level up? Use code POTLUCKY, all one word capitalized, for 10% off your first order. Check out level.md on Instagram or levelmushrooms.com for more information. Imagine the possibilities. Equality Maine and the Equality Community Center are hosting Maine's biggest Halloween dance party and costume contest on Saturday, October 28th from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. at the State Theater in Portland, Maine. Ages 18 plus featuring Selena S. Titties of season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. I will be there. The gays will be there. Imagine the possibilities. The War on Plastic by Liz Lane. I knew I finally had to do something about it when I couldn't close my closet door. It's in our water, blood, and unborn babies blissfully unaware in the womb. It forms floating landmasses and chokes out sea life without any limbs. You have contributed to it your entire life, especially as a cannabis consumer. Plastic packaging. I've been collecting vape carts, jars, dab pucks, film canisters, and mylar bags for three years, hoping that redemption would soon be at hand. I had jam-packed handfuls of perfect, if disappointingly empty, cannabis containers into a sturdy white plastic bag, always within arm's reach behind my closed closet door until it couldn't close. What I had hoped to be a green action had turned me red. I would shift the burden around in the confined space only to have it cascade after an avalanche of things that once brought me great relief. I admitted defeat and faced my problem head on. What should we do with all this plastic? Cannabis sales are a boon to Maine's economy and are the fastest growing industry this state has seen since microbreweries. We can't ignore the elephant in the room if I can't miss the waste spilling under my door. Sun Tzu in his Art of War put it elegantly. If you know the enemy and know yourself, your victory will not stand in doubt. If you know heaven and know earth, you may make your victory complete. So I set out to know myself by digging through my trash, and the results were fascinating. I also found three quarters worth of a joint in a closed tube tube, which was a nice surprise. As a weed sommelier and podcast host, multiple canvas bags of cannabis goodies strewn across my room as normal and I regularly receive new specimens from show supporters. In my time-consuming collecting, I felt guilty tossing something still suited for its purpose. Upon handling over 260 pieces of cannabis trash, the results are undeniable. We are drowning in plastic. Pre-rolls are this business's bread, butter, and bud, making up 59% of my waste. 
That is a bananas number to consider. If I am the average adult medical patient, I go through one product every four days. Pill containers that serve a similar purpose fulfill their tasks from 30 to 90 days and can be brought to many pharmacies for recycling. Pre-rolls are a one-and-done product with troublesome packaging and no apparent landing spot besides a dumpster. The containers I've held onto haven't been easily recycled, but I've enjoyed many that have. Zero Gravity Farms' dube tubes are cardboard and were happily added to my town's transfer station, along with the rest of the cereal boxes and toilet paper tubes with the rest of the household recycling. The most significant contributor to my plastic pile was no surprise. My friendly neighborhood dispensary green truck had a whopping 10% claim. Other containers with more giant hunks of pie went without names, and I used descriptions to keep track of them. Colored and clear plastic are grouped differently for recycling purposes, too. Who would have thought? I did what every empowered consumer is responsible for when faced with a container problem. I called and asked the company that produced it to ask what it was made of and what to do with it, and the results were disappointing. No one, not even the employee responsible for answering phones, could tell me what their vape cart packaging consisted of and how I should dispose of it. Carts are another kettle of fish for mixed material, but the packaging around it contains some kind of foam, paper, and cardboard combination. This wasn't the end of the bad news. We're a medical cannabis dispensary, and we can't reuse dube tubes and dab pucks for other patients, said the unnamed bud tender. I don't know why. Other sources of resource mismanagement worked much better, but it did help clarify a few issues in play. The next dispensary I spoke with did offer a spark of hope, if not strictly for what I was looking for. No, we don't have a program to reclaim our containers. It's a good idea, though, said Stephen, a Wells Kiralief employee. Even if you called the manager, he wouldn't be able to give you an answer suitable for your purpose. He was right, of course. Unlike main companies, Kiralief is a multi-state entity with no ties to land and natural resources. Kiralief did, however, possess a battery recycling station intended to keep vape batteries, like AA's irrechargeable lithium-ion, in the system. Dube tubes are specialized containers for one specific purpose. However, they aren't the only single-use plastic bogging companies down. Travis of Shannon's Best Buds and Secret Stash mentioned his experiences and how he combats single-use plastic in a way customers can appreciate. We give people raffle tickets as an incentive to get our Mylar exit bags with our branding on them back, said Travis. At the end of the month, we have a raffle. Glass pieces, pipes, t-shirts, some product, it all depends. Exit bags are also specialized pieces of plastic. They're what the state wants dispensaries to use to cover products in clear containers. Anything remotely see-through, Maine wants placed in an exit bag. As of now, we don't take other containers back because it isn't a good financial choice. If someone wanted to bring them back, I would take them, but contaminants are something to worry about, confided Travis. We don't want anything tainted. The tubes are so individualized with labels. This is a much larger conversation. Each step counts, and reducing, reusing, and recycling natural and artificial resources is crucial for the future of the cannabis industry, not only in Maine, but across America. Travis tries to keep up with the times, but that's also a challenge. We're looking into a company that uses recycled ocean plastic. We're a new company looking to get our branding off the ground and stay afloat in a fluctuating market, said Travis. Part of the issue is legislation and what the state asks you to do regarding packaging. 
I'd hate to find a lane and adjust everything again. These are reasonable concerns and understandable practices for the resources people have. However, some companies take back what they put into the environment. It only makes sense that two huge hiking nerds want to ensure their favorite hobby's future. Waste management and leaving no trace is vital to us as people, but more importantly as a business. Ian, the co-owner, head caregiver, and lab manager of Hiker Trash, an organic, sustainable farm in western Maine, offered some trash talking. Every industry has more waste than we can fathom. It's our goal to reduce our carbon footprints to nothing, ideally aiding others as well by offsetting as many emissions, packaging, and shipping waste as possible. Before their business beginnings, Ian and Caitlin seized every opportunity to reduce, reuse, and recycle they could lay their hands on, and becoming a manufacturer hasn't changed that instinct. They actively refuse to work with large, easy options for equipment, nutrients, and hardware, down to the Q-tips, stickers, and consumer jars. Hiker Trash is committed to taking post-consumer packaging, be it from themselves or other cannabis companies, and processing them into a recycling program. Items are loaded into a cleaning station, sanitized with eco-friendly items, and put back into distribution. We love allowing patients to return their used jars, but some items are a bit far gone to be put back into distribution, admitted Ian, a former Eagle Scout. We remove all non-recyclable components and bring a large batch to EcoMain's single-sort facility, where they'll be broken down and used again. They work with hundreds of companies to turn that waste into amazing things. They are just the absolute best there. I was floored when I toured their facility during my time with USM for environmental science. With that kind of willing recommendation, I contacted Nate Cronauer, the acting communications manager for Ecomain. He started at Ecomain as an environmental educator in February of 2022 after receiving his bachelor's degree in environmental planning and policy from the University of Southern Maine with a bonus focus on municipal solid waste management, like recycling and composting programs. He oversees education and outreach, and boy, was I educated. Cronauer explained the three criteria for sorting and recycling plastic, the most significant wasted resource on my list. Firstly, they only take certain types of plastic, one through seven on the resin code, which is stamped into the bottom of every plastic container you touch. Secondly, the plastic must also be rigid and of all three dimensions because, like with weed, weight is a crucial measurement. Plastic films and bags get caught in our dimensions, commented Cronauer. We use a system of widely spaced gears on an incline called sorting stars that allow the heavier material to fall through and paper and cardboard to graduate upwards. Finally, it must be a container. Ecomain is a community-owned, nonprofit waste management company that works to tackle Maine's biggest resource strain, which goes hand-in-hand -hand with weed, food packaging. A 3D object with dimensions makes sorting easier. When we first opened, the number one recycled material was newspapers, but those have been less prevalent as time goes by, said Cronauer. We've retrofitted our facility over the years to adapt to the waste we receive. Ecomain, an educating entity, is vocal that the more you know, the safer workers will be, and recommends utilizing the online database, Recyclopedia, to ensure you aren't throwing things in your bin because you wish they could be recycled. Thousands of listings are already available, with new ones added regularly. You can also request an item be added to the database. It even tells you the best option for non-recyclables. As it turns out, 
Contaminants really throw a wrench into things. 13% of the content given to the facility is trash. Some accidentally mixed in and others deposited full bags of rubbish, hoping to avoid paying a fee for trash removal, which further disrupts the system and breaks equipment. By utilizing a wire bailing system, eight bales of trash weighing 1,300 pounds each are transported out of the system daily. Objects like hypodermic needles can take someone out of commission, and lithium-ion batteries in rechargeable devices like cell phones are our biggest safety risk right now in the industry, said Cronauer. Once broken open, lithium reacts with moisture and oxygen, creating sparks. About 50% of what we recycle here is very flammable stuff. In our facility, we see a lot more combustion because people want to recycle. Still, you've got to take those to either a transfer station or a retail store with electronic and battery recycling. This refuse doesn't go to waste either. It gets sent to Waste to Energy, another environmental program that turns trash into electricity. The EcoMain WTE plant processes about 175,000 tons of trash a year and, from that process, generates enough steam to create about 100,000 megawatt hours of electricity annually. Compound containers that have a mix of materials aren't recyclable. Vape carts containing plastic, metal, glass, and ceramic are disappointingly destined for the trash. Cronauer suggests that dispensaries looking to go greener utilize uniform packaging of one material. Among the recycled cereal boxes, milk jugs, toilet paper tubes, aluminum foil balls, yogurt cups, and spaghetti sauce jars they receive daily are items that don't belong and are removed by hand by a sorter. Diapers, shoes, bulky plastic, scrap metal, chains, pipes, textile, hose, and full trash bags. This negligence by consumers means injury to equipment, workers, and the quality of recycling. Besides manual manipulation, EcoMain also utilizes mechanical and optical sorting techniques. Cardboard and paper are separated from heavier materials by sorting stars, with 6 to 10 manual workers removing trash by hand. The stars are rubber gears spaced gradually further apart, allowing metal, plastic, and glass to fall through the bottom. 60% of what this facility receives are paper products, which after visual inspection and contaminant removal, are baled in wire and sold in 4,000 pound blocks. The fewer pollutants, the higher the price it fetches. Magnets also have a hand on the ball and aid in collecting ferrous materials, like cans, pots, pans, and sauce lids. Non-ferrous materials, like aluminum foil, some cans, and pie plates, are propelled away with an electromagnet. Glass is brought to the glass-breaking screen and packed into a container waiting to complete potholes and landfills. An optical sorter spots type 1 plastic, or PET, by its chemical makeup and uses a concise puff of air to differentiate from its ilk, leaving rigid plastic containers 2 through 7 to come last. If the container still fulfills its function by containing liquids or solids, it goes in the trash. Contents must be emptied before recycling, but don't have to be clean. While the resin coat is something consumers largely ignore, it matters to those buying it post-consumer, as different compounds go for different amounts. Trash is removed multiple times throughout, but sometimes bales are deemed too contaminated to be sold. These bales get another shot at the system, as anything at the end of the conveyor belt goes back to the beginning. Once every category is appropriately separated and contained, the units are transferred to the bale yard, where paper travels the world. Plastic, metal, and glass stay in Maine, 
saving petroleum, trees, and metal ore for another generation. In the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. While Cronauer deduced that the size and shape of the dube tube makes them incompatible with their sorting system and impractical to bail, there are options, such as going to the source itself. I think a great option would be for dispensaries to offer collections or redemption programs for this packaging or a discount of those who bring them back. Technology might be better at sorting smaller items like dube tubes, such as an optical sorter that uses cameras and compressed air to separate material. As we prepare to update our recycling facility in the next couple years, these options may be available, but it's too soon to tell. You. Yes, you, with your big bag of collected plastic and dashed hopes, turn your refuse supply into demands for a better future. Ask your local dispensary about their container handling policies because there are others with too many cute little jars and not enough stuff to put in them. Hemp plastic could be a future standard for cannabis packaging. It's 100% biodegradable, and many main companies, like Loud and Local and Hiker Trash, are already utilizing it to contain their products to great effect. In the future, why stop growing your own weed when you could start growing your own bioplastic? That is all for this week. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman as arranged by Maylee Charles. We're hosted by Spotify for Podcasters, and if you'd like to support us, feel free to become a subscriber or post pictures of your smoking materials on Instagram and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Like I said, support us on Spotify. Um, That is all for me for this week, and we are going on hiatus because whoop whoop, season eight is coming out. Uh, In the meantime, I have a lot of interviews to record. If you're interested in being interviewed, I rarely say no. Uh, So instead of uh, saying goodbye together, I will will wave as I normally do at the microphone and say goodbye. Uh, Until next time, until next season, I am Liz, your weed sommelier. Bye! For now.